Welcome to the New Day Community Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you are encouraged by this message from the Nichols Road Campus. For more info, look us up at newdaycommunity.org. love you guys. We love Vandalia, and so we're excited to bring the message. I want to greet the live stream to all of those watching from home. We um, love you guys and, and want you to feel a part of the service today, too, so you'll have to participate, too, when it comes time for that. Um, but at New Day, we're taking the month of November to practice the presence. We are a presence-based church, and so... Um, that's just one of the characteristics of New Day, and that means we love to um, connect with God through the Holy Spirit in personal, tangible ways. Everything Luke's been talking about, those are presence-based things. And so, you know, we talk about them we and, and uh, allude to them in our sermons, but we're like, let's take this month and actually practice. And so that's what we're going to do today, as he said, is hearing God's voice and um you know, God just desires so much to have a close relationship. Not that we just know about him or read a book about what he did in the past, you know, or how he interacted with someone else. He um, wants to have an intimate back and forth conversations, current daily interactions with us, right? And we see this, um, the prototype, when he created mankind in the garden, it was to be in that constant relationship where they would have their, um, you know, it says that God would walk with Adam and Eve in the cool of the evening. God still wants that with us. He still wants to Mm -hmm. walk and talk with us every day. And obviously we know, you know, sin ruined that and tore that apart and Jesus restored that. And so that's available. Um, And John 10, 27, Jesus says, my sheep listen to my voice or my sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Um, and and uh, it's so important, guys, as, as Christ followers, we're sheep. And Jesus is the shepherd. And he says, my sheep know my voice. That phrase has just been hitting me strong lately. Like, that's the standard, the expectation. It's not like a suggestion for some people to give it a try if they feel like it. You know, it's like, no, my sheep. So part of us being the sheep is that we would hear his voice and follow him. And so we can learn to recognize and develop the skill of knowing when it's him speaking um, so that we can be even closer and have a stronger relationship with him. Because there's a lot of voices. There's a lot of shepherds or leaders saying things, speaking, and we want to be able to learn what is God's voice, tune into that, and follow um, the good shepherd in the way that he's directing, right? Right. And so people all throughout the Bible knew God personally. They, they They connected with him. We have examples. I already mentioned Adam and Eve, but they were friends of God. He would talk to them. He would um, you know, show them visions, Genesis to Revelation, all the way through. In fact, You know, Revelation is a vision that God gave John that he recorded. And we have Jesus, you know, who he didn't do anything except what he saw the Father doing. Um, And that's how he lived his life, in constant um, communication 
with the Father. So he would do and say what the Father was doing. And so that is something that I believe, and I know actually, he desires that for each and every one of us. And so we want to grow in that today. Um, so we are going to look at actually three different ways. We just kind of picked three different ways um, that you can engage to hear God's voice. And then we're going to practice after each one. Um, right? Whenever we practice something, we're going to improve. That's, that's not a, a new concept. It just works. You practice something, you get better at it. Um, and so we're going to practice hearing God's voice. So um, don't be too nervous. If, if you, it's going to be okay. It's going to be it's going to be fun. Um, it's it's gonna, <laughs> um, some of you this might be new to you. This idea of hearing God's voice is is brand new, and so maybe you're a little excited, maybe you're a little apprehensive. Um, but today you're going to be able to get your feet wet and and start learning how to do this. Others of you. This is probably familiar, and um, so today is, is a reminder for you, or it's a drawing back to something that you know, and it's maybe you've, you know, not given it a lot of time or thought lately, and today is about kind of bringing it back to the forefront of your mind, bringing it back to your attention, and um, you can grow in it as well. So this is a tool for relationship as we journey towards God together. So Bill... Uh, you want to share with us some more about the history of hearing God's voice in yeah, the Bible? Yeah, definitely. How you guys doing? We're really happy to be here, by the way. I know Marilee said that, but we love want to say it too. coming down. Yes, I wanted to say it myself. I love you guys, and I'm really happy to see each and every one of you across this whole room. Those of you who are joining us online, we love you too. Um, this is definitely a topic we love and we're familiar with and have really gotten a lot of, out of uh, hearing God's voice as a practice in our lives. Um, we'll talk some more about that as we go. And like Marilee said, there's a history of hearing God's voice among God's people. All the way back in the Old Testament, when he set up a covenant with people to be his own treasured possession, he called them, um, it was based on hearing God's voice. When he met with them at Mount Sinai to make a covenant, in Exodus 19, it said, if you hear me and keep my covenant, covenant, you'll be my treasured possession. So that was the very basis of uh, the structure he built for his people, was hear my voice and you're going to have this special relationship with me. I love what it says in Isaiah 30, uh, chapter 30, verse 21, because this kind of is like a hearing God's voice as you walk through life verse, which just speaks to me so much. It says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. So all the way back in the Old Testament, we're seeing God's people have relationship with him, follow him, receive guidance from him through hearing his voice. In the New Testament, Jesus talks about it in a couple of places. Um, one is in chapter 8 of, of the Gospel of John. Jesus said, whoever belongs to God hears what God says. And like Marilee said, he said, my sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. So there's this pattern set up in the Old and the New Testament, and we want to follow that pattern for our lives, to be good sheep that hear the voice of Jesus, receive guidance from him for our life as we go. So like Marilee said, we're going to talk about three ways to do that this morning, and you're going to get to practice three ways. So I hope you're ready to participate. If not, you've got like a little longer listening to me to get ready to participate. That's your fair game warning right there. It's coming. We're going to stop talking at some point and it's going to be on you to, to go for it. 
All right, uh, way number one of hearing God's voice is through Scripture. This is probably the most common way that Christians hear God's voice. It's probably the most familiar to you this morning. Some of you will be familiar with all three ways we talk about. Some of you, this one's your rock you can start with. Um, I bet nearly all of you in the room, if you're a Christian and you've read your Bible um, over a span of time, have had this experience where you're looking at the ink on a page and it just jumps off the page at you. Let's update that for modern times. You're looking at your phone and that font in dark mode in the YouVersion Bible app just jumps off the screen at you. Yeah, some of you, that, that was more close to home. Some of you kick it old school with the paper. I like to mix it up, so keep you guessing which one I'm reading today. Anyways, the point is, you've had this experience where God's Word jumps out at you as you're reading it. It's more than just another book, isn't it? I have notes here, and they're not super meaningful beyond the words that I've typed and printed out and the ink that was, that was put on the page, right? But God's Word is different than that. Hebrews says it's living and active. God's Word does something else. His Holy Spirit inside of those of you who believe does something else when you read the words of Scripture, and it's amazing. A really cool example of this I would just want to spend a minute on is in the Gospel of Luke chapter 24. So what had just happened was Jesus died, and his disciples are totally befuddled and confused and heartbroken, right? This guy we followed and had all of our hopes in is dead. Now what? And then a couple of days later, the women go to the grave and come back saying it's empty. And Peter runs. I think John said he beat him there, right? In one gospel account. I always found that funny. Who wins the foot race? If I ever write a gospel, I'd probably include it. If I won. If I lost, I'd leave it out. <laughs> Anyways, uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. So the grave is empty. They're like, what is going on? And they haven't figured it out yet. This is where we land in Luke uh, chapter 24. We don't really know what this means. We haven't processed it. And two of the disciples of Jesus are walking together to a town called Emmaus. Uh, and as they journey, a stranger comes up beside them. <clears throat> Jesus, hint, hint, we know, but they didn't know it was Jesus who came up beside him because his identity was hidden from them. And he starts talking to them about what happened and how it was foretold in scripture. He starts laying it out for them. It says, beginning with Moses and the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. Well, they arrive after this amazing conversation and sit down to dinner, and Jesus reveals himself to them at this point. And then, poof, he disappears. And they're like, whoa, merrily, I can't believe it, right? <laughs> Can you imagine how much you'd be freaking out if that happened to you? I can't. But if I did, I would be freaking out. And uh, they turned to each other in Luke 24, verse 32. This is what they say. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? Ah, that is what God wants for his people. That when you read the scriptures, your heart burns within you because he speaks to you about what it means through his Holy Spirit. And it becomes more than just the words um, written down a long time ago off of some scrolls and put into your Bible app. It can be so much more than that. And I just want to pause and 
recognize that maybe there's somebody in the room or somebody watching online who has not chosen to follow Jesus yet. And the same is available to you if you choose to follow Jesus. Um, those who believe in Jesus, confess that he is who he said he is, and choose to follow him with their life, receive this gift of the Holy Spirit, God, the third person of God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, if you're counting, that's the three. Um, he lives inside of you when you follow Jesus. He's there to lead you, to guide you, to do this when you read scripture to make it come alive. All right, you might not see the risen Jesus like those two disciples when you go on, the, on a walk later this afternoon if the weather holds out. But the Holy Spirit is alive and at work in you if you've chosen to believe. And the same can happen for you. Your heart can burn within you as you read the scripture. Jesus talked about the role of the Holy Spirit in John 16. He said, I have more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. So Jesus shared with his disciples before he left, hey, the Holy Spirit is coming to guide you into truth and to, to teach you more than I can say right now. All right, you had your fair warning. It is time to practice hearing God's voice through the scripture. So here's how we're going to do that this morning. In a second, I'm going to change the slide um, to Psalm 103, verses 13 through 17. If you want to turn there, you can. Or if you want to use the slide, that is great. And here's what I want you to do when it comes up, is start reading through it. And if you see some of the letters start to jump off the page at you, so to speak, pause right there with the Lord and just see what he wants to say about that part of the passage to you today. Let your heart burn within you wherever God leads. And if you get all the way to the end and you haven't had something kind of jump off the page at you, that's totally fine. Just follow up with this. Say, God, what do you want to say to me about the scripture? And see what he might say. All right, you ready for it? I'm going to stop talking for like a minute or so to let you do that, and then we'll come back and continue on. All right, so I did this with you just a little bit real quickly after I got my drink of water. And what God was speaking to me about was uh, that word compassion. I've just always been blown away by the compassion of Jesus in the Gospels. It shows up again and again, and that word kind of jumped off, at the off the page at me this morning. And I felt like God was inviting me to be more like Jesus in that area of my life, to be more compassionate with those I disagree with or those who, you know, really think about the world in a different way to have compassion for them and love for them. So why don't you guys take a minute 
and share with somebody near you what you got as you read through this passage. Take maybe 30 seconds, a brief summary, and then switch places and let them share with you. And then we'll jump back into uh, the next way to hear God's voice. Go for it. Hey, and if you're live streaming with us, you can uh, type it in to the comments and share with the others on the live stream. You guys are doing so good. How many of you, the Holy Spirit spoke something to you from this passage? How many of you? Good. That's awesome. Great. Okay. So, number two, way to hear God's voice is hearing by hearing. And, um, and you know, so there is the audible voice of God uh, through Scripture um, people hear the audible voice of God. Um, and I know some people who have, I personally have not, but if, if you ever hear the audible voice of God, um, you will not be wondering if it's him or not. You'll actually hear it with your physical ears and probably be maybe afraid and in awe. And so tell me about it if that happens. But what I want to spend most of my time on is with that inside, your inside ears sounds like what Luke and Shanna talked about last week, which is great, um, where, where you're using your mind's ear to recognize um, a thought or sense a thought dropped into your mind by the Holy Spirit. Um, and we know that God is with us. He's always with us. He wants to communicate. He wants us to hear his voice. And so there's actually um, a spontaneous flow of thought that we can learn to tune into and listen and hear what he's saying. And, and it's something that we can learn to do. And we can get better and better at recognizing it as his voice the more we practice. Um, and so, especially when you're first starting out, what I would encourage you to do um, is start out by asking him a question like, um, you know, God, what do you want to, what do you want to say to me today? Um, or God, um, what would you like me to know about a particular situation? 
or um, God, what do you want to say to me about this certain dynamic in my family? And then you just listen, you quiet your spirit, you kind of settle yourself, and you just begin to um, tune into that spontaneous flow. And it's going to be um, just a spontaneous thought that you weren't thinking of. And so it, it feels like, a, a, a lot of times it feels like a new or an outside idea. A lot of times it does sound like you, um, and that's where you'll get better at differentiating. Um, but you can actually end up having a back and forth conversation with God. And really it's prayer. It's communicating with him. It should be a dialogue back and forth, not a monologue where we're just talking and not taking time to listen and hear what he would want to say. So you ask him a question and then you just listen. And especially when you're learning, I'd encourage you to write it down. Get a whole paragraph, get a whole page down to let yourself practice. And then um, you might respond after what he's said. You might respond with another question. Um, or you might respond with like awe and adoration and you just end up like writing out kind of like a, you know, just praising him. Um, but you can have this, this back and forth. Now you're going to know if it's God's voice, if it confirms scripture and it glorifies Jesus. So, um, you know, if you're, if you're doing this and he, and you feel like he said, you, you don't have to forgive that person who wronged you, eh, throw that out. That wasn't him. That doesn't go with scripture. Okay. So, um, you always want the, the Bible is our standard and the rhema, the now word of God, the word of God spoken in the moment will always confirm the logos, the written word of God. Um, and so if it doesn't, we just throw, throw that aside and go, okay, I'm going to keep practicing. And it's important to remember that when we hear God's voice, we're not creating like a new book of the Bible. Well, you know, like when I record everything, I feel God saying to me, it's not like now I have the book of Merrily right alongside Matthew, Mark, and Luke. No, no, it's, it's beneath that. It's under that. And so we always submit it um, to the Bible. And um, so, as I said, journaling is really helpful, especially at first. Um, as you get more and more confident, you can just have these conversations with God, like Luke's example, while he's driving. Um, but um, I just want to share, when I was learning how to do this, I, I first heard about that you could learn to hear God's voice when I was about 20, maybe. And um, I really was excited about learning it, but I was super apprehensive. I had no confidence at all that it was his voice. I remember practicing and be like, okay, what do you want to say to me, God? And every phrase I was doubting. Oh, that's just my thoughts. Okay, that, that wasn't God. That's just me. That, and I just had no confidence whatsoever. And so what I had to learn to do is, and this is a tip someone gave me, is you have to kind of turn off that critical part of your brain that wants to analyze, okay, was this God or me or is it the enemy or some other thing or what, you know, um, and, and just let yourself have permission to practice and get a whole page down, then go back and critique it, 
um, at that point. And so um, I just remember he would, especially in the beginning, he just kept saying, you know, I love you. My joy of the morning. I delight in you. I'm so pleased with you. And just like this gush of love. And it was a little bit embarrassing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Um, and then I'd, I'd practice again and he'd say it again. I think it was like the fourth time I was practicing, what do you want to say to be God? And he's like, I love you. And I remember being like, are we going to get past that yet? Or, and he was like, never. That is what it's all about. You have to know that first and foremost. And it was like this part of me where his love hadn't gotten to that core place. It hadn't gotten there. He's like, just keep saying it. And so when I was judging that time of journaling, I go, I really know that was God because I would not have said that again to myself. I didn't make that up. Um, but I just, I also, um, I remember I had a, a, a counseling session with Stephanie Jones, our associate pastor at the time. And I was maybe 22 at this point, and I was still really um, insecure about whether I was hearing God's voice or not. And um, we had prayed through an issue, and then she said, okay, let's ask God what he wants to say uh, about this topic. And so I practiced, okay, what do you want to say? And I just kind of tuned into that spontaneous um, flow and, 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 thought, and wrote down what I thought I felt like he was saying. And she did the same, God, what do you want to say to Marilee about this issue? And when we were done, we shared with one another what we, had, what we had heard. And it was the same three things, the exact same three things. And we were just both like, whoa. And it was just, it was like a Bible verse. And then it was like two things that I felt like I heard him say. It was just such a day of God, like, I'm just ready for, your, for you to bump up your confidence. And it was funny. I thought he was like impatient with me. Like, okay, I'm ready for you to get this down already. And, um, and then I was journaling about that later. And I said, and he, cause I had given this testimony. I go, you know, God, how did that, how did you feel about the testimony? And he goes, I was not impatient with you. He's like, I'm, I'm more patient than you could imagine like, oh, okay, I misinterpreted your intention. He is more patient than we could ever imagine. Our patience is as filthy rags compared to his patience. Fill in the blank. Our love is as filthy rags compared to his love. Anything, compassion, whatever it might be. But we, we want to do this because we want to really know him deeply, right? Um, so, so that day, I, I still remember that as being a time where my confidence really grew and I, okay, I can do this. And, and now I'm so thankful that, um, you know, it's the point now where I can very easily tune into what I feel, you know, what he's saying. And I can just, you know, ask him a question. Sometimes I'll just be like, how are you doing today, God? What are you thinking about? What are you doing right now? Um, or, or what do you, what's your heart? For my family today or how do you want me to represent you when I'm going to hang out with this group of people or you know what does this person need to hear um, or you know you can talk to him about anything and I can very easily just tune into what he's saying and so kind of my testimony with that 
Um, but I want to now allow you guys a chance to practice hearing through hearing. Um, and so get out a, um, if you have a journal or a notebook and a pen, grab that. And at home, if you could do the same. If you don't, maybe pull up the, app, the notes app on your phone. That works great too. Um, and um, for me, when I'm hearing God's voice, I love to put on instrumental worship music. Not words, not songs with words, because then I get distracted and I want to sing the song. I like instrumental music. Pastor Mark has to be completely silent, because if there's any music on, he'll fall asleep. So, so it's like you have to figure out what really, you know, sets a great stage for you to connect with the Holy Spirit and hear him. So you can kind of, some of you probably already know what that is, but for others of you, you know, figure that out, and it really helps. Um, to find that today we're just going to have silence but um, so what I want you to do is I want you to think of a recent situation that hasn't been completely worked out yet there, it, it's like kind of still unresolved a little bit or um, you know maybe something happened or there was a difficult difficult conversation with someone so just pick pick a situation Whatever the first thing that comes to your mind, let's just use that because we're just using it for practice. Don't overthink what situation should I use. Just pick one, the first one that comes to mind, and write that down at the top of your paper, what the situation is. And then say, Lord, you can write the question down too. Lord, what do you want to say to me about this situation? What do you want to say to me about this situation that is still being worked out and then just quiet your spirit and begin to tune in and just let yourself practice let yourself flow with whatever thoughts come to mind don't judge it you can judge it later we'll practice that for a couple minutes
All right, let's uh, get ready to do the third way of hearing God's voice. If that was going really awesome for you, you're like, dang it, why did he interrupt me? You can continue after service and for the rest of your life. So there you go. <laughs> All right, uh, the first way we can hear God's voice is through scripture. Second way is we called it hearing through hearing, what you just did. The third way is really similar to the second. We call it hearing through seeing. Um, and I love Marilee's testimony about learning to hear God's voice um, and, and gaining confidence in that and the way that the Lord developed that in her. And I, I just did want to point out, too, that um, this practice has been probably uh, a key element in all the biggest breakthroughs in my Christian life is hearing God's voice, oftentimes through, um, sometimes on my own, sometimes meeting with someone to kind of uh, pray with me or like in a counseling type setting. I've prayed through like a lot of the major hurts and issues from my childhood in this type of uh, setting and it's been very powerful for me. Um, but you can use it, you can use it for that <laughs> to help heal life's hurts and, and get rid of the baggage you might carry. Um, but it's also so good just for that daily connection with God, for him to lead and guide you as you walk through life. So a third type uh, is hearing through seeing. Total nonsense, right? <laughs> what we mean by that is some of you may be less kind of word-oriented or verbal and more of a visual thinker. Um, <clears throat> and God will, uh, would be happy to interact with you in that way. So he might use uh, like imagery to spark a conversation or communication with you in your mind's eye. Um, as opposed to what be, might be more like a conversation. I hope that makes sense. And to try to illustrate it, I, just, I wanted to use um, the example of King David from the Old Testament and Psalm 139, which has some famous verses in it you might uh, be thinking of already. But it's really cool how David lays out all this visual imagery, and then he talks about how God interacts with him in these like inner secret places, this almost inner world that he has. And I think it's so cool and a, an invitation to us to do the same, to engage with God through the visual imagery um, and spontaneous flow of thought in our mind in that way and develop this secret place with him. So as we look at Psalm 139, David says things like, Oh God, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? What if I go up to the heavens? Nope. There you are. What if I go down into the depths? You can see he's kind of building his imagery. Next he goes, what if I rise on the wings of the dawn? That's not imagery. I don't know what is, right? Or what if I go to the far side of, sea, of the sea? You're there and your hand will guide me. And then he kind of makes this transition. He's like, you know, you ministered to me, God, in the darkness, in my inmost being, in my mother's womb, in the secret place. How precious are your thoughts, O oh God? And I think it's a poetic way of him talking about how God meets him in a secret place. You can just imagine him, right, out with the flocks far away and alone, but not alone because he's nurturing and cultivating this inner world he has with his God. And I think it's amazing. And I just want to challenge you to cultivate your own inner world with God in your heart, you know, in your time that you spend with him and use one of these three different ways, all three of these different ways, to cultivate that inner world. So for your practice this morning, I'm going to put up uh, another slide with two images. 
I don't know if you're about the age I am, you might have read those Choose Your Own Adventure books where it ends different based on what page you turn to. So this is Choose, choose Your Own Adventure, Hearing God's Voice, Morning at New Day. And you can pick one picture or the other. One is, uh, well, let's just throw it up there. One is uh, Risen Jesus by a tomb with the stone rolled away, right? And whether you love that picture or you hate it for some reason, you can redraw it in your mind's eye, but paint yourself a picture of risen Jesus standing by his tomb. And what you're going to do when we start practice is close your eyes, see that, see yourself walking up to him and let the scene play out. Let him lead the scene into something. You know, maybe it'll turn into words and the visual just sparks that. Or maybe he wants to actually kind of do something with you in your mind's eye. The second one on the lower right of the slide there is a road and it's meant to be like the road to Emmaus we talked about earlier, where you can picture yourself on the road, taking a walk. You've got the expanse, the horizon, and the big sky up ahead of you. And then you can see in your mind's eye, Jesus come alongside you and start to communicate with you. And as I was you know, praying about this message, I had a sense that somebody who chose that one, that Jesus was actually going to, as you walked, he was going to paint a picture for you in the sky of what he wanted to communicate to you. So somebody's going to get that, and I want to hear about it afterwards, okay? So go ahead. Um, you can use the question, Jesus, what do you want to show me as a starting point to kick it off? But go ahead, close your eyes, choose your own adventure, and see what plays out and give it a go. All right, why don't you quickly just share with somebody next to you how that went? We're running out of time. Share quickly.
Okay. Well, sorry to cut you off if you're in the middle of telling your neighbor, but again, you can continue those conversations afterwards. Um, we just want to close with a couple of tips for success in hearing God's voice. The first one is, um, especially if you're new at this, it's really important that you um, have a spiritual mentor, um, someone that you can present, okay, this is what I felt like God was saying, I was practicing hearing God's voice, bring it to them, and they can help you know, know if you're on the right track, and that can give you confidence, and you can have that support. So a spiritual mentor, a, your community group leader, any of the leaders um, here at New Day, your spouse, um, anybody who's had uh, a lot of experience in this, you want to bring it to them, because for some people, they never actually begin learning how to hear God's voice because they're never certain if what they are hearing is God or not. So they just never kind of develop that, that skill. They never get over that first hurdle. So please find someone that you can kind of talk to about it and they can really help you and encourage you and help you say, okay, well, let's open scripture together. This part where you were felt like he said this, that lines up with this scripture. And so, yes. And and, um, yeah, just like what Stephanie did for you. Yes, exactly. Finder Stephanie is what we're saying. Yeah. The other thing is um, it's really important to have, you know, a spiritual mentor, somebody that you can share your words with, because sometimes when people are hearing God's voice, they do, they have a measure of confidence. And so they're going with something that they're really sure that God said, but they make a mistake in hearing God's voice. Um, or they think they made a mistake in hearing God's voice, and then their their faith is marred. Their faith is kind of injured from that experience, and so they quit. Um, and so it's really important to have that spiritual mentor, pastor, leader, somebody that can walk through this with you and encourage you along the way because it's such an important tool and skill to always have, like we talked about. Um, the other thing I want to mention is if this is a very familiar topic to you, you're very comfortable in hearing God's voice, a tip for you would be um, to be super, super humble about the words you're getting. Never get haughty with it. Always be willing to um, submit it to a spiritual leader. Um, you don't want to just kind of... People can kind of get wacky and going, going off on things sometimes. And so we always need to be humble. I was just, um, I was mentoring a couple, I'm mentoring a couple girls right now. And we did this exercise this week where we practiced hearing God's voice. I did the same thing. And then afterwards we shared and I said, all right, guys, this is what I felt God say to me. Do you think this lines up with scripture? Like, let's really test it. Don't just take it just because you know, they're really used to it. I'm really used to it. We need to be, to be, um, humble with it too. So any other yeah, tips? That's really good. So you have permission to practice and go for it. You have permission to make some mistakes along the way. You've got those kind of guardrails to help you when you do make a mistake to not totally go off the road, but keep after it. Even if, if it goes wrong, sometimes it does for all of us, right? I eat something weird. My stomach's upset. I hear something weird. And then just keep, keep practicing. But like if I misunderstand what he's communicating to me, I'm not going to just stop communicating with him. 
you know, that's that would be silly. So we need to get past that and have a close. That'd be sad. If we made a mistake in communication and then never talked, our marriage would not be very good. <laughs> Thank goodness that's not what's going on. All right, stand up. Join me in a word of prayer. We're going to wrap up this morning. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much that you care about each of us so much that you want to talk to each of us individually. You want to walk with us on the road of our life and the path that we walk. You want to open up scripture to us with deeper meaning through your Holy Spirit. You want to cultivate an inner world with each of us where we intimately know you. We learn to recognize what your voice sounds like and we can be led by you and in close relationship with you, God. I pray for each person here that they would be able to do that. Lord, I bless them with the permission to practice, to try, and uh, through trial and error, to get to know uh, your voice confidently. And Lord, I pray as a church that you would lead us deeper into relationship with you, God, through this month of practicing uh, different elements of our relationship with you. And Lord, I pray that as we grow and mature, we would use these tools to be confident in spreading your good news to the world, mm -hmm. to the people right around this church building that don't know you, God. I pray they'd come to know you through the testimony mm -hmm. of those who come to New Day. We thank you, God, that you're good as we sung about this morning and that you're at work in this world. We pray for your kingdom to come and your will be done through each of us and through New Day Community Church Vandalia. Amen. Amen. Well, as I understand it, you have prayer in 